Hello and welcome to another episode of Views of Love. I'm leaving you alone because you're just going to keep doing it. I'm your host, Marcus, and I have with me my perfect verse over tight beat wife and co-host, Kisa. (laughs) That's a good one. Do you remember where that came from? No, I don't. Oh, you lost your black card. (laughs) Why? I mean, I I feel like I barely have one to begin with. Oh, we should totally (laughs) play that game, though. Um, now you have to tell me where did it come from? Brown sugar. Oh, nope. I was still wouldn't have got it. Wow. Oh well. I like that movie though. Well, we are more than a week into New Year, and this is ghetto already. <laughs> maybe, maybe we should start over in February. I don't know. <laughs> That's a good one. One of the funniest memes I saw so far was if twenty twenty. Uh, what if twenty twenty was a trailer for 2021 (laughs) and that's kind of how it feels but i'm hopeful we still have the rest of the year ahead of us right but i mean an attack on the capitol was not the way that i wanted to start the year not at all um so how are you doing with all of this craziness um i'm not surprised i was probably disheartened more than anything at the lack of consequences and the fact that people were able to just walk out freely and then drive, fly, however they needed to get home, get home. Go home alive. Yeah, but I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not surprised by part. what happened. Um, you know, I'm saddened by the loss of life, but to me, it, the writing's been on the wall for a very long time. I mean, for the last four years, it's just, which I think is interesting because I feel like everybody that I talk to who is black or brown skin says the same thing. Like, y'all didn't see this coming because we all saw it. We're the only ones not. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um. But yeah, so how are you doing with all of this craziness? Well, I mean, obviously, initially, it was a shock. I mean, I think we all knew that the potential was there, but to see it in action was a bit different. So the day of was kind of a shock, but, you know, you kind of get through it. You read the memes, you make light of it and try to rationalize it. And then you pray and, you know, you get peace because, I mean, there really isn't anything new under the sun. This is different for us, (laughs) but... There's really nothing new under the sun. Right. And um, I just know that, um, you know, as a believer, you just kind of stay, stay in the pocket. You stay in the eye of the hurricane. You, you stay centered in Christ. And right. that's pretty much what's been keeping me, getting me through it. And um, not being jaded or cynical or you know, making a whole bunch of snarky remarks. There's always something to be said, but that doesn't mean that it's necessary. Right. So that's that's pretty much um, been how I've been handling it. Yeah. I think it was really helpful that we had prayer that night, Wednesday night. So yeah. that was really helpful to be able to just kind of take my mind off of it for a while and then really go into prayer and then go into prayer with other people. So that was really helpful. Right. Well, you know, in light of all of that, we, we really wanted to start to get into subjects with substance, but we're going to go ahead and do one more game night. 
before we really get into things. Um, so this episode, I'm actually off the hook because Kisa chose the game and the questions. So I'm going to go ahead and let you take it away. Okay. Well, I didn't choose the questions. I literally just copy and pasted. So That's what I said last time. And you said <laughs> I chose them. So you chose the questions. Okay. I'll give it to you time. then. So I chose the questions and the game that we're going to play is something called Table Topics. Neither one of us have ever played this game. We chose, I don't even know how many. I just really copy and pasted. So here we go. Question number one. Do you think crying is a sign of weakness or strength? I think that it can be both. I think that when it is done in a manipulative way, that it is a sign of weakness. I believe that if someone is experiencing something um, and is having an emotional response to it and freely expresses themselves to tears, then that is a sign of strength. But, you know, I think that there, you, you know me, I'm not going to give you uh uh, an, an easy answer. So I I honestly see it both ways. Uh, it really just depends on on the circumstance, the intent behind the tears. So yeah, I actually that's interesting. I actually would say the same exact thing. I think it's the intention behind the tears. I've seen people with the fakest of cries simply because they want to get out of something. I mean, our own children, I think every child does that. Mm -hmm. Like, I always wonder how kids can do that. Muster up tears in like five seconds because either they think they're going to get in trouble or they want to get out of trouble or what have you. But I also think that there are times where it is very, the, the emotion is so overwhelming that tears is all that you can come up with. I mean, I've had times where, you know, tears of joy, tears of sadness, mm -hmm. tears of praise, just, mm -hmm. I think I agree with you on that same one. I was laughing to myself over here when I saw the word crying, because I still remember you, you crying oh, at man. your best friend's 30th birthday, but not crying at any one of our children's births or our wedding. I mean, this. Nope. Nope. It's not something that I intended to do. Just you cried like you were at a wedding or your children's birth, <laughs> but yet didn't cry at any one of those. Mm-hmm. Well, never did forget you. that. I did. I so did. I cried at every birth and I cried at our wedding. A little bit different. No, it's not. No, I'm talking about the the circumstances surrounding the nope. pregnancy nope. and the birth. Nope, you nope. had a very personal connection because you have a living being growing inside of you. And for the most part, they all came with complications. And I'm saying that that I was actually referring to the wedding day. You didn't cry. I did cry. No, well, I didn't see <laughs> you just, I did. You didn't. But you cried at his birthday. Mm -hmm. We're going to remember that forever. Anyway, number two, I sure will. I sure will. Forever. Number two, when you are 80 years old, what will matter to you the most? That's a good one. Yeah. Um, it's that most part that 
makes the question difficult. Um, I think that it would be the quality of life that I lived, whether or not I lived a life that was pleasing to God. And I think from there, um, the, the legacy and the lineage that I leave behind being of good, of good quality. Um, how, how people remember me, was my impact significant? And not because of what I did, but because of what I did in obedience um, that gives God the glory. Um, the quality of people that my children are and their children's children are and how they impact the world and uh, the things that they do for God. Um, I think that will be my answer. <laughs> I feel like we should answer these together because that would almost identically be my answer is really have I fulfilled and lived the life that God called me to live. Listen, get your own answer. No, yeah. <laughs> I should have been your own person. <laughs> be <laughs> Be unique. No, we are one. And in this situation, this is a good thing that we think the same way, right? Sounds good. But <laughs> but yeah, I I would have to say the same thing is, have I lived according to what God has called me to do? Have I stayed the course that he designed for my life? And have I stewarded, is it stewarded? Mm -hmm. My children well and left such a great imprint in their lives that they then repeat that same cycle for generations to come. Mm -hmm. Good answer. Sounds familiar. <laughs> Number three, are you more worried about doing things right or doing the right things? Am I more worried about doing things right or doing the right things? So doing things the way that I am supposed to do them or doing things that I believe are right, doing yeah. the right things. That's really subjective. I mean, and if I had to answer, I would say doing, well, I do have to answer, but I would say doing the right things because sometimes doing the right things may not be doing them right according to whoever set the rules or the standard of what right quote unquote could be but if i'm following morality and i'm doing the right thing to me that's more important than following a rule just because it was set in place maybe it's the hour you're not catching I on might to be, it i might be tired but don't be playing the way that i'm tiredness reading this, this you could argue the same for the other thing. Doing things right is outside of your perception of whatever. I think you just made this more complicated than it needed to be. But you know who I am. Yeah. So, all right. So if I were, for the sake of argument, a police officer and law states this and this is go with that one that's good let's say you're a police officer and the law says that you have to arrest 
somebody if they are doing X, Y, and Z or whatever. But you, oh, if they're stealing, you have to arrest them immediately if they're stealing. But you run into a case where you meet somebody who's stealing food because they're trying to feed their family. Mm-hmm. Do you necessarily have to? arrest them because you see the good intention that they have they're just going about it the bad way so you it would be better for you to me to not arrest them but to help them like i've seen police officers who have purchased the food for them or given them you know information on how to get a job or whatever the case may be or direct them to a food bank or something like that so you don't the, the right thing would be to arrest them because that's the law but and my mind went to the woman who was caught and they wanted to stone her but jesus said you know he who is without sin cast the first stone." right so they would have been right to stone her right but jesus did the right thing so right thing for the win all right cool (laughs) number four number four right have you ever regretted something you did not say or do Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm not one of those people who says I, I don't regret things. I think that is, I, I was going to say stupid, but I don't think that's fair to say. And I don't think that's kind to say. I don't think it's, I don't, I don't think that that is a wise point of view. For me, I would rather learn from wisdom than from experience. And I know a lot of people say that, you know, they learn from experience and that's fine. If you learn, that's, that's a positive, but I would rather learn from somebody else's mistakes or follow the rules um, and and maneuver through life with as few stumbles and, and blunders and whatever else is, you know. So I'm not saying I have a lot of regrets, but I definitely have things that I regret doing or saying. Right. Yeah, I definitely. More so doing than saying, because I think I'm pretty intentional about what I say. Yeah. Yeah, I think you are. Um, I definitely think I have things that I've regretted not doing and probably not saying. I think everybody does. I I mean, I'd be really surprised to hear somebody saying, nope, I did everything I needed to do. It said everything I needed to say. I think the only person that ever did that is Jesus. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I definitely have things that I've regretted not doing or saying. Number five, what three words would you use to describe the last three months of your life? (laughs) Um, I'm going to throw out one. Peaceful. Oh, well, then go ahead. No, that's just that. I just had to throw that out there so I didn't lose that. When I say peaceful, though, I mean that prior to the last three months of being in the house, well, more like since March, but in the last three months... Um, this would have been a crazy busy time for our family. Our kids would have been in 20 million sports and after school activities. They'd have been in three different schools. You would have been at work. I would have been at home. We would have been in passing like we were in the past. And so I think for these last three months, we've seen more of each other than we ever have. We've seen more of our children, I feel like, on a daily basis than we ever have Mm -hmm. together. And we've been able to spend intentional quality time together and as a family. So to me, that that brings peace to me. Mm-hmm. So peaceful okay. is one. Which are the two? Hmm. 
chaotic. <laughs> so along with peace comes chaotic because we have four children in this house and everybody has a different schedule and we're all home and we're in school and you're working and we have to navigate and every day looks different, right? When I think I have the schedule down pat, somebody along the way decides to just create their own little schedule routine or whatever they feel like following that day. So I definitely think it's it's peaceful in the sense that we're all together, but chaotic because we're all together all the time. Two things can be true. Yeah. And what's my third? Hmm. You have to go. I got now I have to think about my third. All right. So one of mine would be um process. I think that we are in process, even transition from um I don't even know if it's from. I think we've been migrating. I think we've been journeying. Um, and so life has been in a constant state of um, change. Yes. And things are, um, I might even say another word would be intentionality. So I'll use that word as my second one, but use it also to describe the first one. Um, a lot of the decisions and a lot of the changes are, they come as a result of being intentional and choosing to do things differently and orderly and um, um, do them right. I think that one of the things that we are doing is um, being obedient by way of being still. I think that we can unintentionally be disobedient by trying to do things like doing work, being busy, um, doing things that we think we're doing for God, but they're just ritual and routine. So being still and, and listening to what he has to say and and working from the information that he gives us, giving right. us, you know, the, the blueprint for whatever things he wants for us and then walking in that. And um, I think my last one will be hopeful. Hopeful mm. um, that, you know, this year will not look like, what, the first six days, <laughs> um, but that there will be, um, lots of positive changes, lots of um, um, good foundation and foundational things being built, lots of um, learning and growing and um, oneness, lots of um, just operating in um, in a new capacity right? Um, that God has given us. I think that as we live, we mature. And so, you know, um, just really living in this new place of grace. That's a great, 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 great answer. I think my third one would be trusting. Mm. Um, I think 
after listening to you, that's what came to my mind is that we are in this place where we are completely dependent on God. Yeah. Um, and we have learned that, like you said, we can't make any decision without his stamp of approval mm-hmm. because we've tried. And <laughs> although they were good intentions, they failed because it wasn't what was for us. Um, but trusting is, yeah, as we move forward in new um, experiences and new journeys and newness in general, mm-hmm. I think my answer would be trusting. Yeah. Number six, if you were forced to eliminate every single possession that says physical, every physical possession (laughs) from your life, with the exception of what could fit into a single backpack, what would you put in it? Money? Backpack? I'll put money in a backpack. I know. Everything is replaceable. Everything else. I will put a whole bunch. I'll put as much money could fit in. It doesn't even have to zip the whole way up. It could be overflowing well, money. Well, if I have to limit every physical possession, well, can I just put the money in the bank and take all my cards? Or can I just take a bank card? You want to put a single bank card in your book bag? No, no, I'm just saying, like, instead of putting the actual physical money, can't you just put it in the bank and then take the card? That way you have more room for things in the backpack. That's very smart. I. I'm sticking with money. Okay. <laughs> I'm sticking with money too, but I'm just saying we can make more space. Okay. Well, if, if we go with, but it says one, it, it, what else would you put in your, well, so basically, backpack. so basically you're putting except for, no, no, you can put no, whatever what you fit. want. Okay. Yes, okay whatever okay, okay, could okay. fit in a single okay, no. backpack. So then I'll take, I'll take your card. I'll take your card <laughs> idea. I'll put my card. I will put pictures and all of this stuff that would fit in a safe, I would take handguns and, and bullets. Oh my goodness, you're so <laughs> ridiculous. What is this, the apocalypse? If I'm taking only what can fit in a book bag, Every that's exactly what it sounds it like to me. Every it sounds episode. like an apocalyptic situation. Oh sounds like goodness. we have to leave everything immediately. So yeah, I'm <laughs> going to go ahead and put those in there. Um, I'm such a mom. I'm up here thinking about all the things the kids would need. Food. I put food in there too. Yeah. Water. Water. Water and food. That's my answer. And look at you. You're up here taking survival stuff and I'm thinking, okay, we have a baby. So I'd try to put some diapers and wipes. (laughs) The only other thing I could think about is if it was a vacation and clothes, a card for food. I mean, money. And I was going to say, there's no other cards you really need. You don't need, like, your advantage points cards and all that stuff. I'll take a a credit card. Take your wallet. You can take your whole wallet. Your wallet. That's good. Um, I'd probably take... We worked on this together, so we're just going to move on after that. Yeah, I don't know what else I would put in there. Like, I don't wear makeup and all that stuff. I could roll up, like, a couple pair of leggings or something like that. Like, you need some clothes and some hygiene things. I mean, depending on the reason. <laughs> I don't this know. Is, if this is a we know we have well, we have some friends who are really good at packing, so I would call them and be like, "How do I fit my entire life in this book bag?" Because I've seen them fit like two or three we weeks have time worth. for that. But didn't say we didn't have time. It just said you're a few right. But I'm making the scenario. At this point. <laughs> you're just making it up. All right. Next question: When you think of home, what specifically do you think of? My family. 
you and the kids. Oh, so you're just going to skip me now. No, I just decided okay. I have to get it out there before I forget. You, <laughs> you and the kids is what I consider home. It's not the actual physical dwelling that we live in. Wherever you guys are, I feel like I'm at home. I'll piggyback off that one and say, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. So I see, I see it as a, a place of peace, a place of refuge, place of love um, with you and the kids and a family submitted to God. I'm happy I went first. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. It just didn't come out like that. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> no. I just went up you, though. You did. Thank you for that, though, that you <laughs> let me go first. Number eight, what stresses you out? I'm going to let you go first. Everything. I worry about everything, and therefore everything stresses me out. Um. That's why you let me go first, because you knew I was going to say everything. Um, I am very easily stressed. You know that. I can get, my emotions can get twisted very easily, especially if, oh, what stresses me out the most is if I have a plan, and God plays with me every day like this. If I have a plan or a schedule, I love organization. I love schedules. I love planning. And every single day, I set myself up, and I plan this whole day out, and every single day, Something comes. I do. I should just give it up. But every no, single you just day, need to learn to be flexible. Yeah, I am learning. The, I've gotten the much better. Of being a planner is organizing things. So if something becomes unorganized, just organize it again. It's not that difficult. Like there are reasons to be stressed. If there are time sensitive things, we have almost nothing time sensitive. <laughs> not right now, no. And I'm happy in, that you went first and I needed you to go first for my answer to really hit. What stresses me out the most is you stressing out. <laughs> the I stress you out is what you just said? At, absolutely. <laughs> I'm a low-key, laid-back individual. There's very little that stresses me out. There's very little that gets me out of pocket. I... That is very I'm, true. I'm, but you mellow me out, though. Okay, but you're on 100 all the time, so. Yeah, but then you help me come down to, like, 95. But think about how much energy it takes for me to do that <laughs> throughout the entire day. So I'm actually not all that stress-free. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, but let's, okay, let's put it out there, though. I have gotten much better than you when have. we first met. You absolutely have. I'm definitely at least I don't have like a whole panic attack mm -hmm. if the schedule doesn't no, go as planned. I'll give you that. But there are days like Friday when that just threw me for a whole loop. Mm -hmm. Days like that get me. But for the most part, I've been able to. I've also had to learn how to adapt. I mean, as we continue to add more kids, that just kind of a whole routine and set schedule just kind of flew out the window. One might follow it, maybe even two on a good day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it is what it is. I'm working on it. What are, oh my God, <laughs> I swear I can read. What or who has been distracting you? Netflix. I've never watched this much TV. 
but we just completely rearranged the order. Who's going first, huh? I'm sorry. That's all right. You went. <laughs> Go ahead. Just... Ladies first, anyway. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Um, Netflix. We first of all, let's just put that out there. We did not have the internet or cable in our house until last February. <laughs> uh, which is quite interesting because it that was kind of perfect timing that we got the internet because then March we got locked in and we needed the internet and everything because all the kids were remoting in from home. So um, it hasn't even been a year yet, but with the internet and with having um, streaming services, we've been able to watch a lot of TV, a lot more than we ever watched. So I think because of that though, sometimes it does get distracting in terms of like um, sitting down and just having a conversation and, you know, because my mind will be like, oh, I really want to finish that episode of such and such. Or I really want to sit down and watch this. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely say the TV. I think for me, my answer would probably be the amount of things that need to be done. While I usually am pretty good at just taking things one thing at a time, I think that the volume of tasks that need to be done has been overwhelming and um, I end up not really doing a whole lot. So I think it's it's just the volume of things that need to be done have has been distracting me. So what I really need to do is what we talked about in the one episode. What, two episodes ago, um, write down a list and just start doing smaller projects or Mm -hmm. smaller chunks and then, you know, checking them off that way. You can start that tonight. Sounds good. (laughs) You can start tomorrow. (laughs) When you meet someone for the very first time, what do you want them to think about you? Um... That's a good question. And I'm trying not to answer it selfishly. I want them to, what do I want them to think about me? Mm -hmm. Um, I want them to think that, I want their impression to be that I am a person that is seeking God and doing his will. Um, to the best of his ability. So with that said, I want them to think that I'm reliable. I want them to think that I am honest. I want them to think that I am loyal. I want them to think that I am kind, helpful. Um, a person who will give them advice um, that comes from a loving place and an honest place and that I work hard and, you know, in everything that I do. Yeah. I would, we should have just answered these together. Um, (laughs) Because I would say the same thing. I would want somebody to think 
first, I want somebody to be like, oh, that is somebody after God's own heart mm-hmm. and who is going to treat me like so well mm-hmm. and somebody who is going to be kind and loving and who is going to uh, respect and love and care for. Um, yeah. I definitely want somebody to see God, really. Yeah. And that's the reason why I preface my my answer that way. Right. Because I could have answered it in a way that was more focused on 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 you. Marcus yeah. than, than, you know, than God. Right. And that's, I, I really don't want them to see me because. Right. I'm flawed. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, there's. See the God if they in saw me the way me. that I am or could be, um, I don't know. Not a very, not a very attractive person. But you're super attractive. Yeah, I mean, on the inside. Oh, you're attractive there. Well, thank too. you. So are you. I thought so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> in twenty years, what do you want to remember? How old will we be in twenty years? Not that old, actually. We'll be 54 and 56, and no kids will be at home. What? Yeah, but what do you want to What do I want to remember? We're going to be young with no kids. I don't. Well, then I guess my answer will be the journey. The journey to what led us to where we would be in 20 years. Because without the journey, without the hardships, without the tears, without the difficulties it's not as easy to appreciate the good times the laughter the victories the triumphs you know um, making it to the pinnacle Um, and so I think for me I I would just want to remember the journey that got us there each stage with the children um, each obstacle that we work together to overcome and um the longevity that we are able to, you know, continue in loving each other and working as partners and and best friends and and you know whatever other title you want to throw on that. But um, I think for me, it would just be the it would be the journey. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I would have to agree with that one. Is that in twenty years, I want to remember the journey that we've walked along. But I think the biggest thing is when I said that, it made me think of in 20 years, we will be empty nesters. And I want to remember how I felt the first time I met you and when we got married and all those things. Because I think oftentimes when people's children graduate and stuff, they have not spent enough time being married Mm-hmm. And they spend most of their time being parents. parents. And yeah. so when their children are gone, they don't remember how to just be married again. Perfect and yeah, and I want to make sure that I remember what it was like when we were dating and all those things and the journey that you and I have come along so that when we are 20 years in from now, and everybody's gone. We're still just as giddy and as excited and in love as we were when yeah. we first met. That's a bar. I like how you flipped that. Yes. I want to copy. <laughs> no, I couldn't. I can't keep copying you because <laughs> you were going to be like, this girl don't even think for herself. Uh-huh. I do, but we just think a lot alike. 
How would an extra $1,000 a month change your life? Our savings account would be on beast mode. Because that's where I'd put it. <laughs> $1,000 a month, man. That, yeah. There's a lot you could do with that. That's I would pay $1. off even more of our debt. That's the first thing I would do, actually. If we had an extra, there'd be like a strategy, and I think you'd agree. It'd be paying off the remainder. And our debt at this point is like everybody's debt. Student loans. I'd get them paid that's really off. It, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I would get all that paid that's off. Not everybody's, that's not oh. everybody's story. There's oh. people with thousands of dollars of credit card debt. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I think when it's not a part of your journey, you don't think, I'm sorry to anybody who has credit card debt and stuff. But I think for us, I would pay off the student loan debt so we could be completely debt free. And then from there, that $1,000 would just go smooth into the bank until we got that good old six plus months worth of full income and savings. Yeah, that's your answer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you better be saving this money. No, I mean, it's, it's similar to that. I think that it would go towards paying off debt, um, being debt free, and then savings. Um, Emergency savings, um, add to um, vacation fund, whatever else. But I would really like to um, put money into investments. Oh, yeah, you definitely do want to start investing. And I think that once we reach um, certain milestones in terms of savings or whatever, that's where I would like a good chunk of that money to go to. I mean, it would also go to maybe like an allowance for the both of us, but really I think that it would go to that. Cause I'm thinking it's money that we're not really using to, as a part of our budget. Right. So kind of free money to do whatever. There's still a lot of f flexibility, but I know that investments would be where I would put a good chunk of it. Right. So basically what we're both saying is we're going to take this money and do positive things with it. So I'm proud of us. Yeah, I want to blow it. I don't want to blow it. No, not at all. Not at all. That's not using wisdom at all. Last question. What's one downside of the modern day world? Man, you know, I I really don't think I like these questions all that much. Because when you say it's, it, I know it's a game. And so, you know, we're we're whittling it down to one thing, and it's really hard to say what the single most, what's one downside? So it's not the worst, but still, it's, you know, a negative. Uh, well, racism has always been in our lifetime uh, and, and before then, so that isn't even on the table. Um, probably... Social media. I was going to say the same, but not so much social media, but. Social media for me. Technology in general. No, technology isn't really the issue. No, I, I mean like I, how. I, well, hold on, because I'm on my. I'm sorry. My... <laughs> I get technology and I think that's an issue too, because it really does make people lazy. But social media has so many psychological consequences. Yeah, I would agree with you. And. It's changing the minds of, of, you know, children, the youth. Um, Which it's stinks. It's really affecting you... how we interact. Right. 
and it's it's really I don't know I don't know if it's making people more petty or more childish and um um they isolate they become depressed and it's it's just a, it's a lot I think that when it's done you know within you know in moderation it it can be a good thing just like anything but there's really nothing to there's there's nothing that it's not like back in the day when TV just went off. So it's like you have 24 hour a day access to it and people don't usually use it in moderation. In fact, I think a lot of times it's either all or nothing. Mm. A lot of people, oh, I don't, I'm not on this. I'm not on that. I'm not on this. Or you're on everything. And Like me, I'm, I'm on my Instagram. You're actually one of the few it. that I would say does a pretty good job of having a healthy balance though. Thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm not one. You don't have a healthy balance? No, no. You it, need to work on it. It's in the way, yeah. <laughs> I think, though, that's what I was going to say. That's why I think technology, because I think, like, growing up, we didn't have, I mean, cell phones and all that stuff existed, but we didn't have as easy access to it as we do now, even our children. It's like, I remember reading like I would ask my grandparents a question and if they didn't either know the answer now as an adult I realize that or if they didn't feel like answering <laughs> they would just be like go open up the dictionary or go read the encyclopedia like go look it up and figure it out for yourself and so I had to do a lot of you know research but then that's how my love of reading became and learning and not is really was just you know sitting in front of a book and having to flip pages and things like that. And it's even like, I think about even when I'm studying, like I had to go back to, cause I got so used to, you know, opening up the Bible app and then you're just, and I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with the Bible app. I still use it to this day, but I think there's nothing better than taking your Bible and opening it up and grabbing a pen and a piece of paper and using your highlighter and scrolling through and, you know, going from one verse to the next, from one chapter to the next to really dig deep to figure out what it is that you're studying. Um, and, but I think it, with technology, just in general, we're, are, we are losing that and our children are losing that. And so I would say that, although Grant at the same time, it's like hard to say downfall really, because at the same time, without technology, we wouldn't be where we were in the advancements that we're in. So medical advancements, things like that, like you need the technology and stuff. It's just like, I, I think overall, what to me, what happened was, is when everything was released, is like you said, it's always accessible 24 hours, seven days a week. There was no like limit to it. Like, do you remember when you were little and like, you'd be on the computer and you'd want to play, like, I remember wanting to play, what was the Oregon Trail? And I used to get so excited, but like, it would take you five minutes just for the computer to log in because AOL would be beeping and everything else before you'd log <laughs> in, right? And then like, once you get in, you're so excited, but it took forever to play the game because it was so, you know, lagged. So you didn't sit there for hours playing it because I'm not sitting here for hours for this thing to lock. You know, I give you a little bit of time that I'm going to go outside and play and stuff where I feel like now, like even our kids, it's like before they're one years old, they can act, they can use your phone and tablets and everything else like that. And anything is right at their fingertips. They don't have to work for anything. And so it's easy, especially now in the middle of a pandemic, like, I think that, like, granted, don't get me wrong, I'm happy for technology right now where they do have the ability to, like, talk to other people and kids and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's just, 
I'm not mad at your answer, but I don't agree. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think... I think that what you're saying is more along the lines of what I'm saying. The technology is the issue. The technology, I think, I mean, to go to a book is 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 great. Um, There's nothing better than a paper book in your hand. And I'm not I'm not mad at that, but I could access the same information more quickly. But why does with everything the have to be quicker? I think that's the thing, though. Everything always no, no, no. has to be. I'm talking quicker. about something that that means something. The information coming quicker isn't an issue for me. Oh. Entertainment is the issue for me. Okay. Which has a lot to do with the the social media. Now, I mean, your answer is your answer. Yeah. That's probably not well, no, really the even point I of think... the game. But like, <laughs> I think that what I'm hearing you say, I I think is is more an issue with the social media. I mean, you did bring up the books and I'm you know fully agree with that. It, there's something about smelling the book and turning the pages and all that but well, even having to think the I convenience think convenience of a cell phone even if it's a flip phone is there it's it's safer um you have access to people and 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 that you know you can call before you go over and see if you're wasting time and gas <laughs> oh my goodness yeah but i think even in terms of like education like our kids now granted we did send i miss a flip phone our child <laughs> we did send our child to a private school <laughs> oh my gosh you're ridiculous yeah, anyway. go ahead so <laughs> we did send our child to a private school where it was focused on still you know, using paper and books and things, which I'm very grateful for because there's things like looking in a dictionary. Like nowadays it's like Google is everybody's dictionary. And, but you don't have to think. It's just you, something comes to your mind and you type it in and you get the answer. You don't have to search for the answer. You don't have to put in the work. And I think that's what we're missing is people having to put in that work to get something. It's everything is easy accessible everything is right at your fingertips everything so then we've built a culture of i want it and i want it right now fast food everything yeah. is i want it and i, I want it immediately it. because nobody has to work for anything because of technology so i'm not saying there's anything wrong with technology though like i'm here for it when it's used correctly but i do miss those you know i'll buy it those things you win thank you that's your answer it is, and I'm not changing it. I like yours, though, too. I think social media, that's why I... I think my answer is better. Oh, wow. That was... <laughs> wow. Conceited much. Yes, you no, are. It's just my preference. Nope. That was just really conceited and <laughs> low-key petty, too, but I'll give it to you. You know what we have forgotten to do, like, the last couple of episodes? Oh, yeah, we did. How are Make we going to start knowledge. something... We even started it and then forgot after. Oh, awful. Okay, well, we will make sure that we do it every single time. So what is your nugget of knowledge before we end? I have been thinking of a way to, like, express or share it. I can't really think of anything that's good, but I'll throw it out there anyway. Okay. I'm not a huge fan of happy wife, happy life. I'm not either. Um... Oh, I'm probably going to get a lot of flack for that. Happy, I 
marriage, wife, and uh, uh, horse and carriage. So I don't, I don't know. That, happy marriage. Listen, it sounded better horse, in my happy house. carriage. It sounded better in my head. But what I was, what I'm saying is more or less, like I, I think the point behind what I'm trying to say is um, that you know, it's it's more important that you are able to reach consensus and that one person isn't always um, taking a loss or caving in or giving in or losing something. I think that um, love in general um, is, it it gives. And like even today, um, one of the scriptures that we, we heard um, was, you know, greater love hath no man than this, that he layeth down his life for a friend. It gives. And to what end? So, you know, in a, in a marriage, both parties are giving. They're constantly giving. If you think about a bank, you know, both couples are, are making deposits in each other's bank. And, you know, if you do the happy wife, happy life, somebody's, somebody's going to be rich, somebody's, somebody's going to be poor. Withdrawing. So right. that's my little nugget of knowledge to, you know, focus on love, focus on um, making those deposits and making the, the marriage happy for both parties at the end of the day kind of what we were talking about, one of the questions, you know, the kids will leave the house at some point and there will be you and your spouse and you have the rest of your lives to live and you should want it to be happy, fruitful, full of joy, laughter, and peace. That's a great one. And mine is take time to date your spouse. Even if you have a bunch of kids like we do, mm -hmm. and even if you're locked in the house like we are, mm -hmm. Put your kids to bed. First of all, put your kids to bed. Listen, our that, house that's, down hold on. Seven. That is my nugget of knowledge. <laughs> that is my nugget of knowledge. Here we go. Take time to date your spouse and put your kids to bed. Yeah. I learned from my grandmother when I had my daughter that the best thing that I could do for her and the best thing that I could do for me is set a bedtime routine and put her to bed by a certain time and that has always been something that i have implemented and we've implemented in our in our marriage and it has been so good for us and for our children they have a healthy bedtime and it is good for them and it is also good for us to be able to spend intentional time together intentional yeah. time together so yeah good answer I that's like mine it. good job babe. thanks yours was great too but thank you for joining us for another episode of views of Oh. I can't stop him from doing that. I apologize to everyone. Please don't forget <laughs> to like, share, and subscribe. Comment on the Facebook group. Um, tell your friends and family. And the Facebook group is Hughes of Love. And our IGs are? I don't know. What is it? My IG is Kisa Hughes. I don't know what yours is Instagram is. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll get that to you next time. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, go to mine. Mine's a lot more active, I think, than yours is. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for joining us. We'll see you later. Bye.